0: Hello and welcome to the Pod Bible Podcast, episode 117. My name is Adam Richardson. I'm the host of this show and editor of Pod Bible Magazine. Pod Bible Magazine, which has a brand new issue out right now. It came out yesterday. Did you see it? Did you get a copy with the Sunday Times? If you didn't, do not worry. You can head to podbiblemag.com where you can read the digital edition, you can order a copy to your door, or you can just look at the majesty of the front cover. Uh, illustrated by Dan Evans, Dan Draws on social media. As ever, 23 covers deep now, and Dan is still producing because look at that. What a beauty. I reckon that's going into my top five covers. I'm not going to let you know the others. In fact, that's tough. I might have to have a little sit down and work out what my favourites are. There's been so many classics. Uh, Podbiblemag.com if you want to go and check it out. Brett Goldstein, host of Films to be Buried With, is our cover star. And of course, Brett's a friend of the pod. I'll let you behind a little secret. I actually do the artwork for his podcast. It's not really a secret. He gives me a shout at the end of each episode. And Buddy Peace, who uh, produces and edits this podcast, uh, also does the same for Brett on films to be buried with. So it's very much a family affair. Buddy Peace, of course, who I usually give a shout at the end of each episode. What a legend, an absolute hero gets sent all sorts of different types of file of interviews and recordings that we've done for this podcast, has to squirrel them away, split them up, save them, add them into the episode each week. Uh, Does amazing work for us. So thank you very much to Buddy Peace. But yeah, we're delighted to have Brett Goldstein on the cover. He uh, was on the first ever episode of the Pod Bible podcast that we did live uh, back in February 2020. We did a little live show and uh, got to meet Brett and hang out for a little bit, and that was an absolute pleasure. He was also in a very early issue. I think it was issue three as our podcast disciple. And now. He's hit the big time. Some would say this is the biggest thing that's happened to him in his career uh, so far. I mean, he might be in Ted Lasso. He might have secured a role as a superhero in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I reckon being on Pod Podbible uh, tops all of that, and he'd probably say the same. So go to podbiblemag.com to check it out. We've also got jo- uh, Jolian Rubenstein doing an interview. We've got Helen Bauer picking her top five podcasts. We've got columns from Acast and audible and apple and stack and loads of good recommendations and reviews Podbiblemag.com. head over there all right let's get on to this episode and first up we have a guest uh, who does a podcast that is a audible exclusive it's a really great podcast i had a couple of uh, episodes sent through to me and really enjoyed listening to those and i also had a really lovely chat with louisa uh, louisa beck who is the host of the dear poetry podcast and we're going to hear all about that right now All right, it's time for another Pod Bible podcast, and today I am joined by the host and creator of Dear Poetry. It is Louisa Beck. Hello, Louisa.
1: Hello, Adam. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. Yeah, Berlin is sunny and beautiful today, and it's it's good. Yeah, good I'm to very you. I'm
0: very jealous. It's uh, <laughs> it's raining where I am, the south of England near the coast, and uh, oh. it's starting to get a bit rainy and damp and cold. So uh, yeah, well, I can see it's
1: typical for, for uh, the south. Well, coast. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah you're right but i can see on the video call that yeah the sun is shining uh, into the room that you're in and uh, i am very jealous so let's not talk about the weather <laughs> no. let's talk about your podcast uh, which i'm really intrigued by it is an audible original and uh, I'd, I'd just like you to tell us all about it what what's the deal how did it come about uh, what yeah. is your show
1: yeah so Dear poetry is an advice column that turns to poems for guidance so in each episode, I sort of tell. I start with a mini story. It's sort of a personal story that introduces a caller's dilemma, and then we hear a caller who explains a problem. You know, can be really tiny, like um, you know, I don't know what color to paint my wall, um, mm-hmm. and it could be really big, like you know my dad is struggling with Alzheimer's disease and I don't, you know, I don't know how to relate to him anymore. Like it could be, it could be sort of a a huge range. So we include a huge range of dilemmas and then on each episode, a poet or writer chooses one of the dilemmas and then chooses a poem that somehow responds to that dilemma Uh um, to either inspire the caller, offer comfort, a new perspective, or sort of try to understand the dilemma in maybe a different way than than the caller had initially thought. So then we have a conversation about that poem and how it speaks to the dilemma. And then sort of, I usually write a little outro as well, and the podcast, it also features original music by the amazing composer, in Ber- he's Berlin-based, Ben Osborne. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's been really fun to make. Uh, we've yeah. been working on it for about like two years and it was released by Audible this summer.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I love, I love, I mean, it's very different to a lot of the podcasts that we uh, we feature and the you know, people that we speak to. A lot, we have a lot of conversational podcasts and interviews how did this idea come up
1: so i you know i'm i'm a reporter and i worked for a long time uh, for the washington post as a foreign correspondent mm-hmm. and i was covering corona i mean i was covering covid and you know every day reading death tolls and was like pretty burnt out and very depressed about the situation yeah and i picked up this poetry book that my east german godfather gave me when i was 14 Called uh, Erich Kessner's Lyrische Hausapotheke, um, which is Erich Kessner's Lyrical Apothecary, and uh, Erich Kessner, is is—he's—he was a political dissident and a satirist and poet in the 1930s in Germany, and so he wrote this poetry book that is sorted by ailment. You know, so uh, oh. one of the entries is, if aging is putting you in a bad mood, turn to pages, you know, 36, 72, and on and on, and so that you find these poems. That speak to these different ailments. And I picked it up again after all these years and I just loved the book. And and I was like laughing and I just found bits of sort of comfort and reprieve from everything that was going on. And I thought about, you know, what would an audio version of this look like? Like I have mm-hmm. a, a radio journalism background. I started my career in radio and yeah, I've always been drawn to audio as sort of a a way of, yeah, finding comfort or a new perspective on something. And so, yeah, so that's sort of how it started. And then I uh, just made an episode and continued and asked all my friends and strangers to give me their dilemmas and started contacting poets and sort of evolved from there.
0: Excellent. Oh, I was going to ask you how you came across the dilemmas. Did you put a call out there? Was there something online you were asking for submissions? But you sort of organically brought together your friends and contacts and uh, got oh a nice Oh my God, variety. I everyone.
1: I mean, I made <laughs> I these flyers. I made these little flyers. Oh, and wow. I, I like put them out at coffee shops. I just walked up to strangers. I like emailed people. I really asked anyone. <laughs> and then also, I mean, people I, I knew well, but also I contacted like organizations in the UK, like all over the world really, and try to just get a huge diversity of dilemmas. Yeah, Um, of course. Yeah.
0: Great. So how many episodes are there?
1: There are ten episodes. Okay. Uh, in the first season. All right. um, yeah, we're hoping that we're, we'll get another season um, greenlit so that we can continue. Um, but yeah, the first uh, season has 10 episodes.
0: Okay, nice. All right. Well, I mean, I, I'm very intrigued to listen. I've, I've had a chance to have a little sneak peek of uh, of an episode. But I'm, I'm really interested to see how you go about linking up these uh, these poems with, with I mean, because there's such a huge... I mean, it sounds like a silly thing to say, but a back catalogue of poetry, all the different right. types of poetry that there are. You could you could you could probably find something to help anybody in any situation. Yeah. How, how did you try and narrow that down? You know, How did you yeah. find these poems or these poets?
1: Yeah. Great question. I mean, you know, it's funny. There is such a huge catalogue. And yet I think. People are often just familiar with, you know, a couple poems mm-hmm. that they maybe learned in high school. And I think like for me, poetry for a long time has been the sort of abstract thing that I don't really have access to, you know, that yeah. I I have like a couple poetry books that I've sort of picked up. But then I think I think it can poems can be quite abstract and hard to grasp. And so the goal of the show, too, is sort of to to peel back the layers and to sort of make poetry something that, that anyone can, can access and understand and can become meaningful. And so we, we chose poets just based on, I mean, I think I had favorites or people who really spoke to me, my editors, we like brainstormed our ideas for who are poets, who we, who we feel really speak to, the politics that are going on right now in the U.S. You know, we mostly feature U.S. and also a few British um, mm-hmm. writers and poets, but we we wanted to talk about some of the yeah some of the dilemmas we're currently facing in our political climate, and so we sort of looked at you know who are who are poets who are who are doing that, who are talking about the environmental crises, who are talking about. Corona, about how to deal with loneliness, how to deal with isolation. And, and then we wrote to them and asked like, hey, are you interested? And then they they ended up choosing a dilemma that spoke to them personally. And that was a really great format because, you know, the poets have their own story about why mm. a particular dilemma um, speaks to them and usually have a response already or sort of have, an, have a backlog of poems that have influenced and shaped them and their thinking about the world and their writing and, and poetry. So yeah, it it developed really organically actually, but it's mostly, I think, um, yeah, there's a lot of serendipity involved too. And what, what kind of poem is sort of in the back corner of a poet's mind that has inspired them and that they sort of think about when they read a dilemma.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. And and were you also trying to get, you know, you said you've got diversity in terms of the um, dilemmas that were coming in and I'm sure in terms of the poets that you were speaking to. Yeah. But Is that also the case for the the style of poetry? Because a lot of people, be you know, people who, as you say, maybe just did, studied poetry at school and got an anthology of just certain poets and have an idea of what a poem is, you know, rhyming couplets and all that kind of stuff. I take it you probably spoke to different types of poets, poets who, who who work in different different ways as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, one of our guests is uh, Cheryl Strayed, who mm-hmm. is an, also an advice columnist and, like, wonderful writer. And she isn't a poet herself, but she, she turns to poetry all the time, and she is a huge lover of poetry. And so um, she chose a poem by Maggie Smith, who speaks in this – very, very direct and visceral way in her in her poems. One of my favorite poems in the episode is called Good Bones, and and that, that poem is featured um on the show. And it's um it, it was also sort of went viral on social media um some years ago just because because of how direct it is and how directly it addresses sort of This despair that many people feel about the world when reading the news, you know, Mm -hmm. and how do you how do you hold that despair and still somehow stay hopeful? And what do you tell your kids about everything that's going on in the world? So there's this is a poem that is it's just you hear it once and it just directly hits you. Chen Chen, uh, another poet and guest on our show, chose a poem that is a little bit more abstract. It's called um, Grace um, by Sarah Gambito. And you know when I read it, I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I don't have a background in poetry. I studied philosophy, and you know, and I poems sometimes sometimes are yeah, I find them sometimes really inaccessible, especially like modern contemporary poetry. And and so I told Chen this, you know, and I was like, you have to explain it to me. And and he sort of taught me to. Really appreciate just the sounds and the images of the poem and sort of the melodic quality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of this demand that I have to like understand everything right away, to just let yeah. that go for a minute and just like to listen to the poem like I would listen to a song. You know, like for example, I love REM, right? But I, but like, I don't understand their, like,
2: their lyrics no, that's in true. total yeah.
1: sense. But it's still so good. Like, their music is still great. Or, like, you know, Fleetwood Mac or whatever. Like, there's so many bands that I that I love that I... The listening has sort of a, a, a feel. And poems can work that same way, too. And then, you know, Chen and I tried to sort of parse it and understand some of the images, but it, it really wasn't about that sort of analytical understanding. What does this mean? And, you know, can we break it down into the a thesis and conclusion and all of that? It's more... Like, what effect does this poem have on me? And is there any insight or something that happens when I'm listening to the poem that sparked something in me? Mm. So it was such an interesting experience because, you know, with each interview, I also learned something about poetry, about language, about the limits of language, about the limits of understanding something, but sort of some of the images and the sounds that poems can offer that can really, they offer like true wisdom, I find. Um, and sometimes it's its really hard to put into words, but poets can. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: just capture the feeling. You know, that's true. Yeah. I love i love it because it sounds as if, you know, this isn't necessarily a podcast for people who are already fans of poetry or think they're into poetry or feel like they know a lot about poetry or have favourite poets. Um, sounds like you've made it really accessible for people to come in and hear the poetry and maybe feel something when they first hear that but then also have the chance to hear people discuss it as well and why it is relevant
1: exactly yeah yeah. you need to know nothing you don't need to know anything about poetry to enjoy the podcast really I knew nothing about poetry and I think yeah this podcast sort of opened all these doors to it for Mm. me and I'm hoping for the listeners as well
0: Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you very much, Louisa. Obviously, people can go along to Audible uh, and just type in Dear Poetry or just type Dear Poetry into Google to find it. Um, We've got 10 episodes available and hopefully there's going to be a second series very soon. I imagine you could probably do, you know, the amount of people you were speaking to, you probably got all sorts of dilemmas. You're probably desperate to to record lots more of these. So
1: hopefully that'll be the case. Yes. And please, to anyone who's listening, if you leave a review, it helps us tremendously. Like make the case for another season, and just okay. um, yeah, it would that would mean a lot. Um, you can also get a free trial on Audible, so um, yeah, that would be uh, wonderful. If you yes,
0: go and do that, listeners. Just go and do it. Go and leave a review right now. Get your free trial. Download them all leave a lovely review and everybody would be happy and you'll be nourished yes. from listening to them as well. Yes, so um,
1: exactly. thank you,
0: Louisa, for coming on. We're going to hear uh, from you on a future episode uh, to recommend a podcast. So I look forward to that. Uh, but for now, you. thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you, Adam. It's been really wonderful to speak with you.
0: Thank you so much, Louisa. Louisa will be back with some fantastic recommendations a little further down the line. Uh, But speaking of recommendations, let's speak to a return guest. It's Laura Lex. Uh, Laura was here to talk all about Lex education on episode 112. And now she's going to recommend one of her favourites. All right, joining me today is Laura Lex returning for a podcast recommendation. Hello, Laura.
2: Hello. Thanks for having me back.
0: No worries. Uh, the last time we had you, you recommended a podcast that had, I think, over 600 episodes and loads to catch up on. And it sounded absolutely <laughs> fantastic. But are, are you going to recommend something similar today or are we going for something new or what's happening? What What would you like to recommend?
2: I thought I'd go for a different kind of tack. I listen to so many podcasts that this is like so difficult to narrow it down to yeah, two recommendations. Yeah. But um, one that I really love at the moment is called 30 for 30 from ESPN.
0: Okay, yeah.
2: And I love it because... Like many other white women in their 30s, I very much fell for the true crime extravaganza in podcasting (laughs) (laughs) over the last five years. But also being quite an anxious person, I don't really like listening to stories about people getting murdered and kidnapped and raped all the time. Mm -hmm. So I love 30 for 30 because it's documentary about sport and each episode is about a different interesting thing from the world of sport now I'm not sporty in any way shape or form and half the stuff is very American sports like baseball and basketball and that sort of stuff but I just find the world of it sort of fascinating it's almost like 99% invisible but for sport documentary because there's just so many aspects to everything that I'd never considered before so I love it
0: that uh, that's a good sign isn't it then if you're not necessarily that into sport but you're into these episodes they must be really well made
2: yeah they are I mean you know it's from ESPN so it's not like a sort of backroom put together podcast like the sort of stuff I make but I think that's what I like about them is that they're so good at just transporting me to another world. Like the very first episode of it that I listened to that I got hooked on was about how, women's basketball in the u.s didn't pay very well so you'd have these amazing basketballers coming out of university and playing in the u.s national leagues but making very little money and then this like russian team started booking them and flying them over to russia and they play a season out there and they were making millions like making so so much money but right. then it the guy that was running that team gets shot in a sort of oligarch war. And there's, there's interviews with these basketball players who were like, I just had the craziest couple of years of my life living in five star hotels, being paid hundreds of thousands of pounds to play basketball in the Russian league. And wow. then I'd go back to the USA that was meant to be, you know, the pioneers of the free world but they didn't want to pay women properly or fairly and and you just go this is just a whole world i didn't know existed until now
0: amazing so wow i want to listen to that episode i found their list on on the apple podcast page Seems like they've got about fifty episodes, so there's plenty to get through, and it looks like they sometimes do multi-parters as well. So yeah, it's not always just yeah. So those are really
2: out. interesting too. I think I'm part way through one of those at the moment. There's one on Bikram Yoga, the hot yoga, yeah. um, and how that was a big scandal. The guy that ran that. So that's a good like six part one, but they're they're on all sorts of different subjects. It's really nice to just deep dive into something obscure for an hour and have an expert tell you about it. And it's, you know, it's a bit like Reply All that different journalists will take over a story. So it's not always yeah. Jodie Abergan that, that hosts it, that does the episode, it all switch and change about, which is quite nice.
0: Sounds great. So while we're here, you have mentioned that you like loads of other podcasts and it's hard to narrow it down. And then you've talked about sort of liking true crime. I think I remember you were on, well, you, you, you've been on uh, Drunk Women Solving Crime as a guest. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I love that uh, one.
0: Yeah, there that is a great one. We've had those guys on the cover of Pod Bible and on the pod in the past, which is very exciting. Are there any other true crimey type things that you'd recommend if if people want to keep away from the gore and the guts or Um
2: Yeah, Criminal is my favourite true crime one. Okay. Um, with Phoebe Judge. I don't know if it's American or Canadian, but that one's really great because again it's more about intricacies in the law and strange laws getting broken or things happening that you didn't know were illegal and more about that than the sort of serial deep dive on one problem Mm. although having said that serial one of their latest series about um the Trojan horse scandal in Birmingham in the UK I thought that was a travesty and so telling about the British public's way of being that that didn't become as big as the first serial series because it's so much easier to be outraged when it's happening in America but actually that was incredible that journalism and that story and I didn't hear anybody talking about it
0: no it was crazy. Yeah, true. Mm. I've, I've got, fa- we've got family who live up in the Midlands who work at one of those schools that was mentioned. Wow. And I even spoke to them about it and said, wow, did you have any idea about this scandal? And they were like, kind of, but yeah, we kind of just got brushed under the carpet. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, crazy. That is a good recommendation. I'd, I'd agree with that one too. Um, and Criminals, is one that my wife listens to and quite often goes to sleep listening to. And if, yeah. I, if she goes to bed first, I'll go upstairs and I'll walk in and I'll be like, what is she listening to? Um, <laughs> Phoebe Judge has got a lovely podcasting voice.
2: She's got an amazing voice. Yeah. 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 I cool. love that sort of thing though. I don't know um, what a new one that I, somebody recommended to me recently that I've fallen completely in love with is, um, scam goddess. Um, oh, yes, I've which heard is that Lacey Mosley, and she's so funny. She must be the funniest podcast host I think I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, and so she does sort of tales of different scams. So again, it's kind of true crime, but on the lighter side of true crime. And some of them are historical, some of them are more recent. But her wit is so good. She's so funny. Nice, cool, not good. wonderful to asleep to though. Too lively.
0: <laughs> no, right. So. We've got quite a few recommendations. There. I get the feeling that you could probably go on and on and give us loads of other I recommendations. Could, could. So Maybe we'll come back, you know, on another episode when you're promoting the next series of uh, of Lex Education, when you move away from science or whatever it may be. Hopefully we'll uh, get you on the pod again, or maybe we could do something in the magazine. But for now, thank you, Laura, for your recommendations. And Thank uh, you yeah, for having me. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Laura, and uh, yeah, love that. Love the sound of that. I love the. I love sports documentaries. I love watching them, and I used to love listening to Giant, which was a Spotify original uh, football podcast. It's sort of fo- football documentaries, really well made. I think these guys do a really good job uh, with their documentary. So I'm very interested to start listening to some of those. All right, let's get another recommendation now. And we've got a return. Uh, It's Lauren from the Blue Murder Club. Uh, Lauren and Carol were here to talk all about that show just a few weeks ago. Um, But let's find out what Lauren would like to recommend. Lauren, recommend me
3: a podcast, please. I absolutely love My Dad Wrote a Porno. I
4: mean, that's one of the big oh, heavyweights of the podcast scene, right?
3: I can see why. I've missed the boat completely. I love a podcast, have done since before lockdown, I would say. I think, actually, you got me into podcasting. Yeah. And I don't know why it missed my radar. Uh, but about three, four months ago, I just wanted to get out of the rut I was in with true crime. Yeah. And I thought, I'll try a comedy that came up as number one. I thought, I'll give it a go. And honestly, Stu, pure genius. Yeah. He's just genius. He's, as soon as you start it, I'm laughing now. Just, (laughs) he's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
4: So, for those that have been under a rock and Mm -hmm. never listened to uh, my dad write porno, do you want to give people a sort of snapshot as to to what the sort of, you know, what the story is?
3: So this guy, Jamie's dad, decided to write, not a porno, um, erotica. Yeah. He doesn't call it porno. Yeah. But he's clueless. He's an Irish middle-aged guy. Yeah. And he's absolutely clueless that what pornos actually are meant for. Yeah. So he comes out with some absurd names for body parts, like a woman's nipples are her nipple tips. (laughs) He describes a guy with a really small penis and he's like, where's the vole in the hole? <laughs> I just think it's just, it's um, just brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant.
4: So have you done the lot? You, Yeah, up to date. I'm up yeah. to date.
3: I'm counting down the days to the next series. If there's a next series, I don't know.
4: It's become its own, pretty much its own category now in podcasting. Yeah. It's such a, a monster podcast and have you got to see it live yet?
3: No, no, that's my next. Fi- I c- honestly, I've only just finished it about f- yeah. two months ago, and they were just doing their. I think the Apollo, I want to say. Yeah. Or another big. They oh, were.
4: They're playing monster. Yeah, yeah it was a world. massive venue yeah. in London. Yeah.
3: I can't tell you what one they have. yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, but um, and I was just gutted because I was like, I would have give my left arm to go and see yeah. him tonight because it was. It's just brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. I've never laughed so much. People must have looked at me so strangely when I was like cleaning or on the bus or wherever I was, hailing to myself, yeah. the looks I got. Yeah, pure genius. There's
4: something brilliant about when you're on a train or you're in a room and someone's got headphones on and you can see them desperately trying <laughs> yeah. not to laugh. Yeah. And you can sort of see their <laughs> shoulders slightly sort of juddering and you just really want to go, oh, my god, you listen
3: yeah. to me. Yeah,
4: yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think the word of mouth about that podcast just seemed to spread like wildfire. I know when we started Pod Bible and we was getting people to sort of recommend us podcasts, and literally nine out of ten people were going, "What's that problem?" Oh, really? Problem? Right. It uh. was it was you know very very well established. Mm-hmm. You know before we'd even really sort of. Uh, thought about Pod Bible as a magazine but yeah it's uh it's it's its own institution now and it's uh, a a wonderful listen if you was to sort of suggest to new listeners i mean it's, it's silly to say anywhere other than the very beginning right
3: mm-hmm. yeah now you've got to go from the beginning with this one it's yeah. um it's a book they're reading a book and the book that you're not just one book I think there's about four or five yeah. I don't know and it's about this lady called Belinda and she goes on this adventure so you have to start at the beginning to see what Belinda gets up to I'm sorry I'm laughing again
1: wonderful
0: <laughs> wonderful Lauren thank you very
3: much
1: thank you
0: Thank you, Lauren, and thank you for recommending a big hitter. It's not often we get some of the big, big, big shows recommended because people try and go a little bit more niche or whatever. Um, so it's actually great to hear somebody recommend My Dad Wrote a Porno, an absolute classic, of course. Um, they were cover stars of issue 14 of Pod Bible. So go to podbiblemag.com and you can read the interview with them. Another cracking cover by Dan Draws um but yeah have a look enjoy have a read and thank you very much to lauren once again for that recommendation all right that is it for this week we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode uh do head over to podbiblemag.com to read the brand new issue of pod bible with brett goldstein and yeah you can sign up to the newsletter you can read all our exclusive website content we've got loads of bonus reviews and interviews and things that go up on the website that don't make it into the magazine Uh, So go and have a little look. Uh, We are proud to be part of the ACAST Creator Network. Thank you once again to Buddy Peace. Thank you to everybody for reading and doing great work uh, in terms of supporting the podcast industry and listening and championing your favourites and all that good stuff. And uh, what else? Final little shout out for Fran Taraskis, who is our digital editor, who keeps smashing it and doing great work on the newsletter as well. Sign up to that newsletter it's dead good and you get it every Wednesday Uh, and you also get the brand new issue of Pod Bible a day early if you're on the newsletter. Anyway, I'm entering Waffle Town so I'll exit straight away. See you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.